Chapter 55 The hallways were lit by large sconces. It was a bit hard to see in front of her, so she took a sconce off the wall and held it close as she navigated. Am I in a castle? She wondered. If this was Amelia's personal apartments or chambers, she wanted out. Who knew who else she spent her time with? It was bad enough that Althod wanted magic from other people, but Ilse thought it was sick that he thought more of his power and glory than his own daughter. She felt a sudden pang of emotion. She felt guilty for turning the woman into ice, but it seemed like Ilse had wandered into a world of kill or be killed. Her thoughts were interrupted by the sound of shuffling feet. So far, she hadn't encountered any guards, and she was worried that they were crawling all over the place, waiting for her. She clenched her right hand. They would end up as ice sculptures if they tried to take her again. She ventured farther and came to a corner. She was met with a large, bright light, a lantern. She held her hand out, but she felt someone hold her by the wrist. It was firm, but also reassuring. A dark face met hers, etched in shadows that flickered from the lantern's light. It's not a good idea to be here, lassie, a familiar, deep voice murmured. Ilse smiled brightly. She slung one arm around Ren's neck and gave it a grateful squeeze. What are you doing here, Ren? Ilse whispered excitedly. She could hardly contain her excitement and relief. I thought you were kidnapped because of me. How did you escape? It doesn't matter now, Ren whispered back. But I'm here to get you out of here. Ilse could see Ren's face better with the lantern's help. His face looked tired, his eyes glazed a bit. Ilse could only assume she looked the same. It felt like a long time since she ate a decent meal and had a good night's rest. Let's get out of here and help the others, Ilse replied. Some of our friends didn't make the escape and Amelia the Devil Woman might have them somewhere. I don't really know. Do you know where we are? Is there a dock close by? At first, Ren didn't respond. Then, he said, Let's hurry, before the guards come. Ilse nodded vigorously in reply. She followed Ren as he ran the way he came. Dozens of thoughts whirled through her mind. She had so many questions to ask Ren. She wondered how he was captured, where he was, or how he escaped. She realized it was dangerous to stand around and chat when they needed to get themselves to safety first before they could help anyone else. She was just grateful that Ren somehow found her and knew the way out. It was good to see a friendly, familiar face. Her brow suddenly furrowed. Wait, how did he know I was here? How would he know these hallways? As if Ren sensed this doubt, he took her hand gently and said, Come on, we're almost there. Ilse pulled away. His hand was really cold, almost freezing, even to Ilse. He was right. There was a long, dark curtain in front of them. It was outlined and etched with bright light from the other side. Ren lifted the curtain and disappeared through. Ilse had no idea where it led, but she went through without much hesitation. She entered a large, brightly lit room. It was a huge ballroom with a massive chandelier in the middle. She was standing on a raised level and a grand staircase was right in front of her. The floor was polished to the point that Ilse could see her reflection. The large rectangular room had two double doors across the floor that mirrored the entrance where she stood. Ren stood before her. His eyes were wide, cloudy and gray. He was wearing the same clothes he wore the day he met her, tattered, frayed, and worn. He stood quietly in the middle and Ilse ran to catch up with him. He stood there, staring off into space without blinking. What's wrong? Ilse asked, waving a hand within his trail of vision. It was as if he went stiff like a statue. She heard a muffled shout from outside. The yelling announced a squad of the Ilderums. 
They created a blockade by circling around Ilse and Ren and holding up large black shields. Their insignia crackled over the crest. It was like being in the middle of a huge thunderstorm. Ren! Ilse cried. Help me fight them! I'm sorry, Ilse, Ren said hollowly. I can't. What? Ilse exclaimed, confused. For a second, she wondered if he was back to wearing an amulet, but he had nothing around his neck. Ren suddenly began to shake violently. His hollow eyes rolled back and his head snapped back. He collapsed like a fallen puppet. He fell violently and didn't stir. Ren! Ilse screamed. She bent down to help him. He felt corpse cold. Ilse rolled him onto his back and saw the truth. He was dead. She used her strength to roll him over, but she found no wounds, scars, dried blood, anything. Ilse stood up slowly and backed away from him in horror. Ren acted like the brother she never had, and to see him dead with glazed eyes gnawed at her heart. Not you too, Ilse said, her throat tight and sore. She was confused, but still aware of all the eyes on her, so she swallowed her grief and stood over Ren's body, prepared to fight the soldiers away. If things couldn't be worse, someone entered the circle by pushing the Elderums aside. It was Rubens himself. I knew there was something about you too, he said, curling his lips into a smile. Ilse stood, defending Ren's body, facing Rubens. What did you do to him? Ilse uttered through gritted teeth. You murderous bastard! Rubens merely clicked his tongue. You trusted him so easily, he murmured, looking at Ren. You were just so eager to tell him everything about you. It was almost too easy to keep secrets from you, lassie. What do you know about him that I don't? Ilse said tersely. The only thing worth knowing, he is one of the few who possess fortune. Reuben said, with a hint of gloating in his eyes. Althod handled him quite well. Then... Ilse whispered, looking again into Ren's empty eyes. Who was I talking to? No magic can bring back the dead. Althod seemed bent on reaping people for their abilities. What use did he have for the husks? She felt ready to vomit. You are under arrest, Reuben said. You can think about how you'll ask Althot himself so you'll know what is coming for you. With this reply, Ilse lunged furiously at Rubens. She suddenly jumped on him and pushed him to the floor and began punching his face. He barely defended himself. How dare you! Ilse screamed loudly, continuing to punch him. What more could you possibly want from me? She enunciated each word with blows to his face. Ilse was about to send another flying fist, but Rubens readily grabbed her by the wrist. She tried to pull back, but Rubens twisted her wrist. His lips curled into a wicked smile when he saw Ilse's scar and made an audible laugh. Ilse freed herself, but Rubens didn't care. Blood came down from his nose, and his face was blotchy with blue and purple hues, but he still grinned wolfishly. Ilse backed away, holding her wrist protectively. I saw you that day we captured your friend and dove. Don't make the mistake of thinking I can forget a face. Your presence here is proof enough that you have elite powers to escape your squatty island. Ilse clenched her fists angrily. You probably thought that I had no clue, that I was stupid, huh? He asked, not waiting for a response. 
Of course, I followed you to get proof. Althot didn't believe you? Ilse asked sarcastically. Althot must have no faith in his generals. Shut up, he retorted, then slapped her across the face with sparks dancing between his fingers. Our Lord Althot doesn't act on assumptions. Besides, I know enough about you that would make it easy to suspect you. Ilse raised an eyebrow. This guy makes Althod look normal. You must be proud. Rise to the ranks to general and your claim to fame is being a stalker. Should I clap for you? Ilse asked bitterly. If she were to die, might as well get in the last word. Don't waste your breath. Ruben snapped, unsheathing his dagger. You forget your place. For heaven's sake, Rubens, Ilse murmured. I don't flinch at little shiny pieces of metal anymore. Rubens lunged at her, twirling the dagger in his grip so he could stab downward. Ilse lunged, too. She grabbed his wrist and held firmly. What do you think you're doing? Rubens said, pointing his dagger at her forearm flesh. I can command all these soldiers to subdue you with the slightest signal. You've lost the battle and we've barely begun. Ilse looked into his eyes and began singing softly. It was slow, mournful, and reached to a few low notes. When she gripped his hand, his flesh turned sickly white and spread to his fingers, turning the tips purple and they stuck to his dagger. He cried out in surprise and pain. His hand was completely frostbitten. He pulled his arm back, but his hand became heavy enough to crack and fall off his wrist. His eyes gaped in horror at his fallen hand and dagger and then stared in alarm at his stump of a wrist. His old hand shattered into pieces like an expensive vase. My, my, he murmured, that was my spell hand. Ilse stared at her calloused and dirty hands. She locked eyes with Rubens. He was terrified. You are a monster, he whispered. Coming from you? Ilse said. I'm an ice chanter. She suddenly lunged for him and shoved him to the side. She held up her hands and they glowed brightly. The Yildirim soldiers who had witnessed their brief scuffle drew back in fright and gave her space. She sprinted towards the only exit. She still held her hands out as a warning to anyone who tried to threaten her. You fools! Ruben screamed, still cradling his handless arm. I don't care if she uses her black magic on you. I command you to seize her! Ilse shoved the doors open and found within her the spirit to run. The boots she wore as part of her Yildirim costume proved advantageous. She looked to the ground and realized that she was running on snow. She looked up and gazed in surprise at the Pearl Mountains. Their tips were invisible, covered in fog and clouds. After her! Faster! She heard Reuben scream. She ignored the landscape for a moment and ran for her life. She ran through the streets, making random turns, dodging stray dogs and avoiding any Yildirim that might cross her path. She panted heavily, but she found strength to continue the escape. She didn't know which city she was in exactly, but she knew that she could orient herself once she found decent shelter. She would find Tyke and disappear in Beast Forest until further notice. Her mind went ballistic and her stomach churned when she stopped abruptly at the end of an alley. If they were still on her tail, they would soon corner her. She quickly looked around for an escape route and saw a town inn sign swinging in the frozen winter air. There were soft lamps lit in and outside, so Ilse pushed the door quietly and was embraced in warm air. It was hazy and smoky when she stepped in, but she could hear low, drunken murmuring. She saw a private room off to the side and decided to step in. She sat alone at a wooden table. 
She couldn't keep still as she tried to rack her brains for a way out of her mess. They would find her any minute, and it wouldn't be difficult to find a blonde girl running around town without wearing suitable and tasteful winter clothing. She massaged her forehead and sighed heavily. I can't go about freezing off limbs or running away, Ilse thought to herself. I can't hide anymore.